Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, it is none other than the April Gold Hoarder episode. Today is the last Monday of the month, which means we're going to be sitting down to talk to the Gold Hoarders who were able to join us this month to talk about Sea of Thieves. We've got some really interesting ideas uh, all the way from... Are Fort of Fortunes less likely to spawn some new ideas for world events? Should there be difficulty modifiers for world events? And then we went ahead and ranked the world events based on our voting in today's episode. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that are not only in this episode, but they're the ones supporting this content. They are the ones helping pay for the bills when it comes to making a podcast, the software, the hosting, the equipment, all of that, including what I'm using to help get to SOT Fest NA as well as UK SOT Fest. I really appreciate all the support that they give. So let's get their names in here. Thank you to People's Republic. L Cute Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Ross Bell Kid, Norwegian, Scamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Captain Chonky, Tian Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pat. Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, the Lord Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your support. It does mean a lot to me. And again, reminder that we are going to be removing ads as well as the uh, things at the end of the episode um, for the other shows as I am moving away from Robots Radio Network and getting rid of the uh, advertising. So no more support links for any of those things. So apologies if you used them, but I know no one did. So don't worry about it. Um, welcome everyone to the Gold Hoarder recording for April in 2023. Uh, glad to see a bunch of folks here. Um, we have Captain Dasm, who's at the top of the list. Captain Dasm, how you doing? I'm doing well. Nice to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, next up, we've got Godhammer6. Welcome, Godhammer. How you been? Hey, Logan. How's it going? Not bad yourself. Good, good. Uh, after that, we've got Norwegian. Norwegian, welcome. How you been? Good. Hope everybody's doing well here. Definitely. Hopefully everyone is. Next up, we've got Regis Stella. Regis, how you doing? Morning. I'm doing good. Doing good. Currently dark outside, but, you know, that's typical uh, pre-winter darkness. Yeah, you're getting into that winter time, huh? Uh, yeah. Next up, we've got Rust Belt Kid. Rusty, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Doing all right. Sinuses are messed up and got a swollen eye, but other than that, we'll get through it. Do Do I want to know what the what the swollen eye is about? Uh, I think it's just pollen and stuff. I think it just got to me really bad because we oh. went from 80s down to like 40s literally overnight again. What? what you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 Ohio. It's this Ohio is... in springtime. Mm -hmm. This is why I live in California because it's normal. Uh, next up, we've got Static Mirror. 
Static, how you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I made up a accommodation for your show. Uh, I'm at oh. grade one of being the third time appearing on your show. <laughs> That's great. I like that. <laughs> the number of people. Oh, man, I'd have to go back and do roll call for every episode that we've done a, a gold hoarder to start working on accommodations for folks. Um, which I think Regis, you're you're probably the highest as far as like accommodation for that, huh? You've been in about as much as uh, Mina and uh, Patty. Yeah, for been here since the first episode, basically. Yeah. Well, first episode of the the Gold Holder one, rather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, folks, um, there was some interesting conversation going on before the the episode actually recorded. It was nice to kind of sit in and. Hear, uh, hear some conversation that was going. I want to bring this up. Um, Stanek, you had mentioned that you'd been noticing that four to fortunes seem to be a little sparse in your sales. So I kind of want to open this up as, as just a uh, kind of a forum conversation. Um, do you want to touch on that and kind of what your experience has been if I haven't summarized it well enough and see if anyone else has kind of got some anecdotal evidence they can uh, share to make you feel like maybe maybe you're not alone or maybe it's uh, uh, time to start sailing with some other folks? Yeah, so this is just a wild theory. Mm-hmm. But they, I took some time away from stuff outside of work and spent a little more time for the last week and a half online. And I've been putting in about four to five hours a night sailing. And in the last week and a half, I've come across the Fort of Fortune twice. Um, Mm. It's pretty upsetting because as me and my main crew, we only have one chest under our belt. uh, And it's just kind of hard trying to get the new chest of fortune when it doesn't pop up at all and uh we've kind of come to the conclusion that there needs to be either five or six ships on a server for this fort to pop if there isn't five or six ships like let's say you got four or three the the fort of fortune won't pop within the rotation and that's kind of what we're coming to on a conclusion as our theory Mm. so there's some qualifiers for it uh that's kind of what we're getting and I really hope that isn't the case. I kind of wish that it was like, regardless if you had two ships on a server or six ships on a server, the fort would still pop. You you know, it's just a chance you take that you might be uncontested mm-hmm. doing the fort or you might be greatly contested doing the fort. So I, as always, I kind of want to play devil's advocate with stuff because that's kind of my nature. But um, any any kind of uh, data that you've been able to collect as far as like how to tell how many ships are on a server? Yes. So the way you can tell the server is absolutely full is that the gold reaper chest will spawn on the map. The gold one specifically. Yes. Uh, gold ones do not spawn unless the server is full. Okay. And, And any any evidence that you can you point to? For, for that aspect of uh... I, I can help with that one actually I sail with uh, with a buddy named meme source Rex he's been on insider since the beginning and he's confirmed that with me several times the regular reaper chest will pop up if it's not a full server the gold one will pop up it's a five or more ship server is what I've heard gotcha interesting okay so um to kind of open it up is has anyone else been running into situations like this where they they've kind of noticed it depends on what the servers like for a fort of fortune to pop up i have noticed that they aren't spawning as much um i've had to jump multiple servers in order to get most of my uh chest of fortunes going this season uh me and my galleon crew will all just load a galleon into a server until we hear the fort ding and then we'll go from there 
Um, but usually we see one a night if we're playing and if we're doing it like that. But sometimes we've been able to get three or four, but it's it's a long, tedious process. Not really recommended if you want to play an adventure. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I know I've, I've been running into situations, at least uh, when I've been playing on Xbox only servers. Um, I've, I've been seeing one or two frequently uh, on the, the sales that I've been doing. I haven't really run out and not seen one, at least in one night. Um, but then again, I'm typically running around trying to cycle through the uh, the different world events. But anybody else notice that there's been fewer that you've been able to, uh, to go for? If nobody's running any of the world events, it's going to get stuck and you'll never see one. So it's go do it yourself or check see if somebody else is doing it but otherwise you're not going to get one yeah yeah oh go ahead Logan. i'm sorry oh i was just going to echo that i i feel like i've i've been pushing world events a lot more so i've been noticing when those swap up so as long as uh as long as i'm like working on trying to get to the next one um i've had an opportunity for those to pop up but what were you going to say Rust? yeah i mean obviously that that's that the whole thing about doing world events you got to get through them for it to get to pop um you know it's i was telling the guys beforehand that I think, and, and maybe I might be a little off base on this, because we haven't been, we haven't really sailed as a crew for like the last like week, week and a half. Um, unfortunately, some people are obsessed with uh, some of their games right now, and some of us have been gone a couple times. But it seems like historically, when we've sailed, we tend to you know we go into it really most of the time with no plan of action. But you know once we start working on the world events, we kind of cycle through them and. I, I, I like the theory. Um, I hope the theory is not true. Um, I really hope it's not for, for a lot of people's sake, but I don't feel like we've run into that issue. I think, um, you know, when we, but we're also on during like prime, you know, East Coast time, you know, there tends to be a lot of people on, um, you know, a few times we've been on the server, like we've been on, you know, with Patty or Mina, and then we've just taken over that ship and, you know, it's, three or four in the morning on a server, you know, an EU server. And, you know, then we can tell like things have kind of died off a little bit and we're not seeing certain world events as much, but at least from our perspective, like at least from at least my perspective, I don't feel like we ever run into that very often because we cycle through them so much. So we end up like, I, I swear I hear that dong at least once a night, if not sometimes even twice a night. <laughs> But like I said, it's also been about a week and a half since we've consistently sailed too. So I don't want to just jump to conclusions on that. Now, I think that it might also have something to do with just they added in the Flameheart uh, world event back in. So there's another world event in rotation. Um, and then as well, I think that there's been some rebalancing with like the Megs and like and the other like spawning in stuff. So I don't know if that's a part of this as well. But I, I think I think with this season's main focus, especially being those chests of fortune, I think maybe an an upped spawn rate on those forts of fortune wouldn't hurt. It'd be very curious to, to think that, you know, I know this is kind of like the carrot on a stick right now, but um, this will be kind of something that is kind of a long term goal. So I wonder if they haven't messed with the spawn rate because they they want those to be highly sought after the way they were when they first came out. They want people to, you know, really try to push through, uh, through content to try and get folks to, or to try and get one of those to spawn. And maybe they just don't, they don't want people to feel like this is something you have to get done within the first month of the season being out. You know, maybe it takes you the whole season. So That's fair. they 
claim that this chest is not always going to be at the Fort of Fortune. You know, they said, you know, Correct. they might switch it between seasons. So my only concern on that is, let's say it goes to the Skelly Fleet event. Like, that's where you get it. You kill the final ship, and then it's within that pile of loot. Does that mean that the Skelly Fleet world event is going to decrease in spawn rate then? Like, that's, that's kind of my concern. Well, we don't know that the... We don't know that they've tweaked any of the the world events to be like f less frequent because of the chest of fortune. So without having confirmation that that's the case, then it would be harder to answer that. It'd be speculative, I guess, would be a better way to go about it. A couple of nights ago, I started just focusing strictly on world events. I was the was a small server. Nobody was messing with anybody. So I was the one completing them. And I completed six world events in a row and it went, what was it? Um... Fort, Ashen Wind, Skelly Fleet, and then it went back to Ashen Wind. So it's random. It's not in an order. It's going to be completely randomized. So I'm curious to see what the spawn rate of that is. That's been my experience as well. We also, uh, we know that they do want to move the chest, but they really haven't indicated what the scope of that's going to be. Um, I've, I've been joking that they're probably going to put it in the bottom of shrines or the bottom of treasuries. So there's going to be a chance for it to be in treasuries. And they're going to try and push people to whatever is the least done thing to try and drum up um, kind of activities around that. So like right now it's the the Fort of Fortune, but, you know, next season it could be a treasury. The season after that, you know, if they go by seasons, it could be, uh, you know, Molten Fortress or, you know, the Gold Hoarder uh, Tall Tale. Like we, we really don't know, you know, where they're going to be putting this thing. It could be in vaults gold vaults for all we know uh, as a chance to spawn in there i like the idea of the treasuries so those i they're one of my favorite aspects of one of the uh season four editions uh, i think they're fun i think they're a lot more fun than the uh shrines myself but i've always been more of a run and gun than a puzzle solver that's an interesting aspect because i think i actually like the uh, shrines more than i like the treasuries but i think that the the treasuries feel like they're not quite complete in my mind adding something like a chest of fortune to it would definitely drum up uh some repeat uh sailing sessions for that though that'd be nice add another bottle quest for them to go down like to do with the uh bottles Currently, the uh, Listerine bottles. <laughs> it's so funny to find those on the beaches and then pick them up and then never do anything with them. Those things are still worth so much money, though. I don't like puzzles. It reminds me too much of Zelda. <sighs> you hurt speak me. for yourself. I speak for yourself. I just got Merchant Forager the other night, which is <laughs> the fifty fruit crates done. Nice. I'm still trying to work on that one. I don't think I've done any of those ones. That or the animals. I haven't done any of those. <laughs> the animals are rough. 500 animals is nothing to uh, balk at. Anyone that has that done, I have to respect. Also done. <laughs> nice. So uh, talking about the chest of fortune, talking about Fort of Fortunes and stuff like that, um, I'm curious, do you all want rare to have it so that it is kind of an accumulative thing uh are you expecting it to be an accumulative thing where it's like if you miss out on getting all of the chest of fortunes from the fort of fortune uh this time period when they change it over you'll still be able to gain access to the livery set that's currently available and whatever they decide to add in uh the, the when they rotate it you'll just eventually progress into that tier of earning those cosmetics um, with with the new placement. So say like it is treasuries, it's a little bit easier to run treasuries. You can run those more often. You can run them on demand. Do you think that 
they're going to or do you want them to keep it so that if you don't have the current ship cosmetics for this uh, time period where they have it at the FOF uh, that you can still acquire those? I've never been a fan of time limited stuff. I understand it and I've I, I can get behind it to certain aspects like the uh, Shroud Breaker tattoos and stuff. I'm down for there being time limited stuff. But things like this, where the chest of fortune is the draw point, nah, I don't. I don't think putting it behind a lock like that would be a good idea. And I do think that increasing the the, uh, the grade is the way that the way that they're doing it is the way to go. Because in that way, it's just gonna keep drumming up that that content for that. And uh, I think the best way to do it is to keep up with it as it's released, though. Too many times I've I've passed that up and regretted it hard. I feel like if you um, put a lock behind it. Like, obviously, like, <clears throat> there's been a lot of time-limited stuff, and, I've, you know, I personally have gotten a lot of most of it, but I, I think it'd be kind of disingenuous for Rare to be like, if the spawn rate is as low as some are, are claiming to be and whatnot, that would be very, very bad, I think, for, for Rare to be like, oh, you know, hey, we know the spawn rate's low, and most, you know, <clears throat> most people, you know, 2%, like the famous 2%, uh, could only get you know all of their chest, and now we're gonna move it. And now here's a here's a new style combination with the new cosmetic behind it. I think that would be very disingenuous of them to do that. Um, so I would hope they wouldn't do that. Yeah, big agree. I think it's and going forward, it would keep something. It would keep a commendation open for people to go for going through instead of just like have. It would keep Fort of Fortunes active. Uh, well past season nine, uh, if if they kept it open, not locking it off, um, which is only a good thing because uh, fighting at the Fort of Fortunes is wild these days and a lot of fun. Um, so it makes sense to keep it open and available for everybody to uh, to get that. Oh wait, I guess it, if it moved, oh. that would be the okay, tough thing, mind. right yeah, there. Never mind. Because yeah, like if they if they kept it at the same place, then you're effectively doubling the location of where they would be. That would it would kind of uh, de-emphasize the the carrot on the stick that I think that they're looking to drive with. Uh, with yeah, I didn't this. think that one through. Oh no, no worries. I, <laughs> been there plenty of times um what if they're planning on adding a new world event that we don't know about yet that's a possibility too uh how, how would you guys feel i mean static i'm kind of curious your feelings on this because we're, we're talking about your topic here um how, how would you feel if they added an, a new world event to the rotation and put the the chest of fortune behind it given the current situation with uh the fofs uh i would be greatly excited about a new world event not only since there'd be a new world event, it would open up accommodations for that. So if you don't get the chest, you know, unfortunately that sucks, but there would probably be accommodations of completing this event so many times or killing skeletons if it involves skeletons or ghosts if it involves ghosts or anything like that. There's still more accommodations that would come with a new uh, world event. So... I love the idea of a potential new world event coming because it always spices up the game and putting that chest of fortune in there is just kind of the cherry on top of the Sunday. So you're still getting the Sunday, but somebody might steal your cherry in the process. Oh, my wife does that all the time. So I'm used to it. I, I kind of want to bring this up. 
um, afterwards. But did, did anybody have any? Because I like the idea of a new world event. Um, I wouldn't mind it being tossed into the rotation. But does anybody have any ideas about what they would like to have as a new world event? I've had a dream of fighting a flying enemy. I would love to fight a big phoenix. We've seen so many cool phoenix motifs in this game. I would love it. I I will speak to that. Uh, I think it was in the first year when the game had come out um, that I had talked about how I wanted to have a, a giant phoenix or a griffin or something that would uh, swoop down. And you had to use the cannons, obviously, to be able to, uh, to, to capture it. But... Uh, now you could incorporate the harpoons to be able to hold it in place. Um, but it would be able to swoop down and it would be able to grab the side of your ship. Uh, kind of kind of like how we're, you're held in place by the Kraken, you know, kind of shifts the boat around uh, when it wraps you. But with the claws, you would have to use, you know, fire or blunder bombs. You know, you'd have to use weapons to try and do enough damage to the claws to be able to loosen the grip uh and it would let go of your ship and then it you'd it would be able to uh you'd be able to like do that but at the time you know it would also have its big wings the wings would be like a knockback so anytime it did a big flap of its wings anyone that wasn't like holding on to something on the ship uh you'd get knocked you'd get blown off the ship and you'd have to try and swim back to it or you'd have to go below deck something like that um any anyone else have any ideas or anyone they want to comment on something like that yeah um, oh yeah, they, um, there's no world events currently right now that involve the crawlers, uh, the sea people. Correct. Um, having some type of a world event where, like, they board your ship or mm. they're just in an area where you got to fend them off. And then, like, there's a boss crawler that comes out that will obviously come onto your ship and can cause a lot of havoc and a lot of damage. So your goal is obviously to kill this guy as fast as possible before your ship sinks. I think having some type of a world event revolving around the crawlers would be interesting because then that would also boost up, you know, your kill count for, you know, crawlers as well. And that could fit lore-wise with the Siren Queen being, uh, I think, dealt with with that new crying chest. But, uh... I don't know. That'd be neat to see the crawlers starting to rebel against the sirens. That'd be dope. So, uh, Godhammer, I know you had a thought, and uh, yep. Regis has um, an idea that they want to toss in. Uh, so, God, what do you got? And then Regis will jump to you. Um, so, we're never getting a man of war. I've made peace with that. But we could get it in the form of let's imagine that we're progressed on a little while and we managed to get the Grand Maritime Union stuck in to things here. Um, a great world event could be a Grand Maritime Union Mana War that starts at one area of the map, and you have until it gets to the other side to try and sink it, steal its loot. And it would carry, like, one broadside would be the equivalent of, like, two or three ships uh, firing at you. And so you would have to try and take down this massive behemoth of a ship to score its score and uh i think that'd be a lot of fun that would be really cool i like that idea i want to uh, we can touch on that if anyone has any thoughts but i want to jump into regis's idea since uh, they've been waiting patient patiently um what do you got regis well i was kind of suggesting well now that we have a, a fully built up pirate port that is port merrick never gonna get used to saying that name now mind you which is a whole other issue <laughs> that can have its own episode mind you uh Maybe kind of like a, you know, a defend the outpost kind of world event. Like, you know, an outpost is under attack by like either 
the Reapers, Brethren, or as Godhaber mentioned, the, 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 the GMU, and uh, you defend the outpost, or in this case, or in my case, Port Merrick, you know, the one that actually has cannons to defend it, uh, for a limited amount of time, and if you successfully defend, uh, the more you, the more the enemies you sink, and the more, uh, you know, the longer you hold out for, the more chance, the the higher grade chance of loot you get. Plus, I just want the outpost to have something like you know special, and also Port Merrick to be you know have a functionality beyond just you know oh it's a oh this looks nice, which it does look nice, mind you. Okay, so we've got a phoenix, we've got a, a like a, a ocean crawler boss. Would you say static like a like a. a Big over ocean crawler, or just like a, a ocean crawler? Uh, it's a more well, heavy like, duty. Like the like the waves of ocean crawlers attack your boat, and then there would be like a new type of ocean crawler that would be your boss. Okay, so we've got ocean crawler bosses. Um, we've got uh, kind of a, a attacking the fort style wave based system, kind of like a Regis. Would you say like a horde based kind of mode? Yeah, a horde based, like you know, yeah, horde based kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then I feel like I'm missing one. Why do I feel like I'm missing one? Is that all of them? GMU ship. GMU ship. Thank you. I was missing one. Um, so of those, I'm very curious, uh, you know, obviously people are going to vote for the one that they, that they want, but does anyone see one of those happening sooner rather than later? Is there one that you all think we could actually see in the next year? If something to Regis's idea of guarding golden sands, we already have the implementation of the ghost fleets. We have Flameheart's ghost ships all back. Imagine a rare, like, limited uh, adventure type of a situation where the ghost ships attacked Golden Sands, and you could use the cannons to battle of Golden Sands Part 2. I was thinking more of the lines of, uh, well, as the ghost ships are firing off, well, ghost ships or just any old ship could do firing on the fire on the island like rowboats like waves of waves of rowboats carrying like the the pirates you know like beach landing the the the, the island could could work as well kind of like um when curse sales happened we got that cinematic that had the uh skeletons that that came to go or uh galleon's grave and erected the um yeah banner something kind of like that well that and uh you know just with robots like like in the pirates of the caribbean movie like you know mm. when the black pearls curse crew invaded port royale or royal however you say it damn you fortnite could definitely see another that. twist on that so we kind of just like looking at everything that's been going on what if it's something that pulls us into the sea of the damned and it's a version of Port Merrick in there that you have to attack since it does have some of those emplacements already on the island. Could see that yeah, as well. Can't find it. Yeah. Hunter's Cry shows us they can do that with the buildings. Yeah. True. I still feel we're going to see. Like, I still feel the Grand Maritime Union thing is going it, to, it's got to eventually happen. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like there's just so many little things in place for that to happen. Yeah. But then again, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, I, I'd love to see another world event. Like at this point, I don't really care what it is. I just want something new. I've, I've come to conclusion to stop the combination hunting, stop trying to collect everything and just have fun with the boys. 
But, uh, you know, the one thing I want to see in the game, I don't think we're ever going to see. And that's just, I want something that's more ice and more water, like, like, you know, like the roar, but I want complete opposite. I want it cold and I want it icy. Other than that, I don't just give me some kind of event to do, but I, I do think at Grand Maritime Union would probably be more likely out of all of those, just mm-hmm. given the circumstances of what we have in place right now. I'm actually kind of surprised that no one's, no one's tried to draw upon, uh, Flameheart's return as a reason for uh, a world event to come back. We already have the ghost fleets now. Those are back. Him coming back, being resurrected, could bring with it its own world event. I don't know what it would be, but uh, I could imagine something tied to him um, trying to trying to destroy something else other than Golden Sands. You could no do pun intended. No pun intended, but I think we're on burnout for Flameheart. <laughs> It's for Flameheart, oh, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Go uh, ahead. For Flameheart, uh, I like the earlier talk of the Mana War and having multiple cannons, and I think having it be something that could switch between Flameheart and GMU could be interesting. How do you all feel about Flameheart versus the GMU? Is that a is that a rivalry that needs to happen? The order that the GMU brings versus the chaos that uh, Flameheart lives by? Oh, I'll fight them all. I don't care. I'll fight them both. But do you think that? But do you think that they'll fight each other? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can see them fighting each other. I think. I mean, we we've kind of already put it in place for uh for him to return. Like I, I don't know, he can return as like actual Flameheart. But like, if we're gonna do that, like we need to get it over and done with. Like, let's not drag it out. Let's just get it over and done with, and then move on to the next thing. But that's not what Rare's. I mean, Rare's not gonna just get it over and done with. Well, I think that they want to use Flameheart as like an established character, kind of like the. Uh... Uh, the pirate lord I, I think he his return will kind of bring in that figurehead for the reaper's hideout that not many people really look to uh from flameheart jr i think he will be the kind of the head uh at the table that they have down in the uh, reaper's layer so i think i think once he comes back we'll probably see that happen it's it's a question in my mind is um do we think that he will see a different side of him when he sees the state of the Sea of Thieves and he'll he'll focus his attention more on like the GMU if they decide to to find their way into Sea of Thieves? I'm not sure. So like, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say like a like a temporary air quotes temporary alliance between like Reapers and Athenas is what you're saying to like a like a united front against the GMU is what you're suggesting, Logan? Potentially. I, I I don't know that I necessarily think that that would that that would be the case. I don't always believe that my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I think you, sometimes the enemy of my enemy is just another enemy. Um, so I I tend to feel like it would be a third faction that would be instigating its will upon Sea of Thieves, and that that would give that would draw ire from both factions. Um, maybe less from Athena's fortune, just due to the nature of them. You know, there there's one thing about having treaties and, and taking over like shops at an outpost versus them bringing complete order and stealing resources and trying to to plunder uh, the Sea of Thieves, which makes me wonder like what value does Sea of Thieves have if if Flameheart wants to burn it all? Yeah, I can I can see it. Sounds like a community community uh, decision. Sounds like a real good community decision, actually.
is it a community decision or was that decision already made for us and they made us think it was our decision? Rust, I don't have my tinfoil hat nearby. I'm going to need you to take it down a couple notches. The first one, maybe. The second one, I think that they had the numbers. See, that's you guys are you guys are like I I, I really do believe that the that the uh, the community decisions are that, like I I will attest that they have preliminary plans on what they want to do with it which is how they came to developing what the decision will be between but i think when it comes down to the actual engagement they really don't know how it's going to go and it really does depend on you know which side actually does win cuz i've been on i've been on the losing side for both community decisions and and I picked opposite sides from the get-go. So if they had a narrative that they wanted to push, it would be interesting that they would let Golden Sands win and then choose to do the polar opposite and let Flameheart get resurrected after. It's a lot of work to create two separate sides. They aren't they aren't though. They aren't creating two sides. They're just creating the idea of what those two sides would look like and then letting the community decide. It's kind of like so, for example, and, and forgive me for going on a tangent here, but Destiny has uh, an event every Halloween, and that event has rewards uh, for armor, um, ornaments, and the cosmetics for it. But about a year prior to that event, they put out tweets and they let they do posts about like, hey, we're letting the community decide. Do you want to go with robots or do you want to go with monsters? And then whatever the whatever the the uh, here's the preliminary look of what they'll what they'll probably look like. Here's the artwork for it. You decide based on the artwork and then we'll put in the work for whichever team wins. And they've let the community decide what that is. And then, you know, six months to a year later, they've probably got those assets made and implemented and ready for the actual Halloween event. And I feel like that's the same way that Rare goes about the community decisions. They they sit down, they talk about what the community decision will be. They draft up the uh, timelines for how long it'll take for each thing, make sure that they're roughly equal so they can implement them in the same amount of time, come up with some uh, uh, preliminary artwork, and then they'll they'll kind of work into their um, workflow, like how do we lead up to this community decision? And then when they've got it, they'll let the community decide. And then after that, one of the two sides will get greenlit and whichever one gets greenlit has six months to get their content built and pushed into the game. You're probably right, but I still like my tinfoil hat. <laughs> I know, you love it. I mean, I'll follow up with that tinfoil hat. Let's just add it as a cosmetic for the pirates to wear. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I will spend money on that right now. They already have the banana, why not? I will spend my actual hard-earned money just to buy ancient coins to buy that hat. <laughs> King's Ransom Crown? Nah. <laughs> tinfoil hat yeah it'll go great fantastic. with my spatula that would be i would also like to see a top hat put in to go with my monocle that i like to wear why isn't there a top i never hat? take the monocle off is there a reason rare has decided that top hats are against the rules like i'm so confused we even saw in the uh what was it the documentary they had the names and one of the names had like you know, nice hat. And it was a little uh, like uh, James managed to get a top hat into the into the title card. And I'm like, oh, this is missing in the game. And I feel upset about it. Someone I was missing an owl campaign for the top hat. <laughs> oh, God, no more campaigns for stuff. I can't handle muting people for a year 
and not seeing everything that they post because of of one daily request a year. I can't do it. I'm, we're missing the best tie-in for the spatula, and that is a SpongeBob hat or outfit. We'd be perfect right now. See me sitting there at the stove with bananas on it. <laughs> I've already I'm, I've already muted Grengar because he keeps asking for that stupid obsidian crap. <laughs> what is it? The banjo he's always asking for? Yeah, the banjo. And the bad thing is, is I've known him. I know him in real life for a long time. So not only do I see it like on social media, I have to hear about it every day too. I'm still <laughs> waiting for kilts. I would love to have Scottish kilts in here along with uh, playable bagpipes. Oh, bagpipes would be sick. Oh. That way I can play bagpipes standing on the front of the boat when I go into a battle. Sounds like uh, when Sea Beast came out, someone else posted that exact thing, just like, see, Thea Thieves, put bagpipes in. It might have been Hilarious, actually, because I know Hilarious and I were both like really, really up for Sea Beasts because that was such a good movie. It was. And just imagine how good they'd sound if completely wasted on grog. <laughs> this reminds me of So I Married an Axe Murderer. I hope Rare's listening to this right now just so they can hear. This is how you make money, guys. This right here. <laughs> you want to make cash? Let's make you cash. Buy a tinfoil hat for $15.99. Let's do it. Yeah, got it. So, okay. So, bagpipes, kilts, uh, tinfoil hat um spongebob outfit those are all the easy wins that's a low-hanging fruit that you guys can put into the game that will get our money and i guarantee it will not just be us uh many others will be will be going in for it um we're kind of we're kind of squeezing in here towards the end of the conversation um but with the last uh the last chunk of time uh probably the next 15 minutes or so i wanted to talk to you all because we've been talking about world events and i kind of like the idea i i actually think that i actually think that all of them would actually be really cool to bring in i don't see one over the other just because i think um for one gmu the big ship that's a that's a huge amount of resources that they'd have to work out uh the ocean crawler thing is definitely out there i could see that working out really well um i would like them to build different boss mechanics other than the ones that we already have with the uh, skeleton lords and the ashen lords um so that it's a it's a breath of fresh air to see another big boss so that's definitely possible uh the horde uh the ghost fleets and like docking the rowboats and stuff and skeletons um i'd be curious to see how that works given the the ai design of how the animations work for skeletons since they pop up out of the grounds instead of like traversing from rowboat to dock kind of thing and then gosh i feel like i'm what am I missing? What was the other one? Phoenix. Uh, the big Phoenix, I think, would be fantastic. It would be that would be a huge endeavor. Um, and they would have to kind of bleed in some teases about how the heck that thing even arrives in Sea of Thieves before we really got that. So we might start seeing more teases about that beforehand. But man, I would love to have that. They do yeah. have a tease for Phoenix at one of the uh I think it's one of the fishery trader places out in the roar. If I'm right, it's the roaring traders, but he talks about a big flying creature that burns ships down. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. But I also believe he's absolutely out of his gourd uh, when he's talking about that. But I, he's he's out of his gourd the way, uh, what is it, Paul, I think, is either Peter or Paul over in the, the Shores of Gold. Or not the Shores yeah, it's, of Gold. It's it's Peter. Peter. This is my friend, Paul. Yeah. Say hello, Paul. Invisible parrot. Um, so I, I, I have a feeling that the folks over at the Sea Posts, with maybe like the exception of... Um, so, well, I don't know. Suds is kind of out there too. 
I, Eleanor I, would probably be the best uh, traitor. That's probably not crazy. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Eleanor is probably the one that's got her got her head on her shoulders. Um, the other one is the uh, the one over at the finest trading post. Uh, she's I just feel so bad for her because I don't think she wants to be out there. Um, but she's got her head kind of squarely situated on her shoulders. She's my all time favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> Does everyone have a favorite? Do you guys have like a one that you prefer over the other ones when you're when you're out and about? I prefer Brian. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I prefer Brian at Brian's Bazaar. I'm with you, Brian. If Brian. I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go to Brian. Really? Rachel at Finest Trading Post, just because I feel so bad for her, but it's also deeply funny to come up to somebody who's manning a sea post, but it gets horribly seasick. <laughs> Gotta be the chicken lady. Would you like to, what is, what is this you say? Uh, would you like to buy chickens or something? Oh, are you talking about the... <sighs> That's the merchant that dagger tooth. Yeah, and it always tells you yeah, to she's the best. mind the snakes. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's her. I'd have to. I'd of all, uh, at least of the sea posts. I'd probably have to go with Eleanor. Um, just because she's she's got the 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 sweeping red hair, and she's out in the middle of the roar. She's just kicking butt. And she's got the jokes. She does. She does have the jokes. They're good ones. They're jokey. Um, okay, so uh, we got sidetracked on that, but uh, as far as the 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 pose that I the question that I posed out there, I wanted to see uh, if we could rank the different world events like one through eight because I figured Kraken and Meg should be included in this as they were actual like updates and stuff. But um, I figured I would type out in chat the different world events, and if you guys want to react to the one that you think is the best and then we'll kind of like go based on numbers from there so i'm gonna do four to fortune we'll do regular skull fort uh we'll do the other ones ghost fleet uh ashen winds what am i missing here skeleton fleet for the damned order the damned we'll do kraken after that and then meg so each of those is uh posted in chat if you want to pick your favorite one and react to that one, we'll start to kind of break down like of this group of the six of you who all uh, vote for the one that you're that is your favorite. We'll kind of base it off of that. All right, Static, um, you picked Meg. So before you have to go, do you want to jump in and say why you think the Meg is your favorite? Yeah, it's I just love the thrill of a hunt. Uh, the big creature that's the size of your ship. I just really enjoy it. That's fair. I don't blame you. I actually really love the Meg as well, too. Um, okay, do you are you going to have to head out before I can move yeah, on? Yeah, so I'll just say a couple things quick yeah. before I disappear. Uh, one, if you want to help out this very mediocre pirate, which is me, at uh, PvP, just come find me. I will gladly take all the help that I can get. And two, to go off of your tease for the Phoenix... A good tease they could do is random giant feathers laying around on islands. Ooh, I like that. Oh, so a, I like I'm that gonna, idea. I'm going to leave that tinfoil hat right there, and I'm going to disappear. You all have a good night. Thank you, Static. Everyone, uh, we're going to keep going uh, with the rest of our list. So of the eight, we had one vote for Megalodon. Uh, we had one vote for Fort of Fortune, one vote for Skull Fort, one vote for Ghost Fleet, and then three of you all say the Fort of the Damned. So I haven't looked to see who clicked on what. 
Um, but I would like to call up the person who uh, said four to the fortune or four to fortune. Um, why is that your favorite? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I just have fun. I don't know. As a crew, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not we're battling a bunch of other ships, whether or not we're just slamming through it real quick by ourselves or whether <clears throat> or not you have two of us um, just uh, hiding out on the fort and stealing it. I don't know. It's just it's, it's always something different with the fort of fortune. Mm-hmm. and honestly like regular forts you know whatever they're just so quick and so easy um i mean fort of fortunes have become just monotonous and easy too but it seems like every time it's something different and honestly uh for me the fort of the damned i've just done it so many darn times that i'm just tired of it <laughs> that's fair all right uh so i'll skip over the skull fort because i picked that one and i'll go i'll go after that but uh who picked ghost fleet that was me um i just like i just like the ghost fleet um just because it's a fun exercise of uh of naval combat um also it's sort of fun to run people to try and run people into the ghost fleet and try and uh fight them in the middle of the ghost fleet so I had a great fight with a brave vanguard uh, sloop one time in the middle of the ghost fleet. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. I don't. I, I. I see where you're coming from. That I actually really like. I miss Flameheart's head being up there yelling at me. Honestly. Oh God, no, not that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just the ghost fleet part. No, yes. I miss. I miss Flameheart. Honestly. Um. I. I. I didn't mind him that much. I thought it was entertaining. Um. Okay. So I will talk about the skull fort real quick um honestly it's it's the the best thing i can do as someone who loves the solo uh i love going on to skull fort it's low stakes it's high loot um it's it's to the point now where you can knock it out in a good 30 minutes easy and and i love that i love that fact i love that it's it's out there and that no one really expects anyone to be there i think that's the other thing is, is that um no one's ever like looking at a skull fort and being like, Oh, I bet there's someone working on that. Let's go steal it. It's like, mm, it's another skull fort. It'll cycle out. And meanwhile, I'm over there like knocking it out real quick, uh, just profiting. So I just, I really love those. All right. So we've got Captain Dasm, Norwegian, and Regis. You all went for the Fort of the Damned. So I, I would love to get an idea of. Why the Fort of the Damned? What is what is it about that that makes it so special for you? I'll start. Uh, the fact you can activate the Fort of the Damned makes it a plus in my book. Oh, okay. I see that. Anything else yeah. about it that you like? Uh, you know, uh, just well, the fact you had to get like you know certain colored like all the all the color, all the color, colored lights. Excuse me to uh, to activate it as well as a ritual skull. Though nowadays you could just find a uh, skull of destiny and just do it that way. So, and uh, I think it was also the first world event that allowed you to fight a, skelet- a skeletal lord before they added skeletal lords to the skull forts. It's true. Very, very true. Yeah. That is cool. Norwegian. <laughs> All right. Between Dasm and uh, Norwegian, which one do you want to go next? It's the Fort of the Dam. It's... <laughs> It's the Fort of the Damned. <laughs> the uh, of course. It's How great. dumb could I be? It's, there's always something that's going to happen. It drives the engagement. It's so many different stories for me has happened at that location just from I'm running it, we finish it, and someone pops up and goes, hey, guys, thanks for uh, completing it for me. I needed the accommodation and runs away. It's so many different engagements has happened there that it's got to be my all-time favorite. It's 
a world event on demand. I don't have to wait for it. I don't have to wait for it to cycle. We can do it when we want. We can go grab that disco ball skull and start it up now. It's great. That's real strong points there. Honestly, maybe I need to go and uh, tuck over on four of the dams for the completion. Um, Tasm, first time here, last time talking. What do you got as far as uh, uh, your reasoning behind the Fort of the Damned? Is it the same as everyone else? It, it's a lot of the same reasons from Norwegian, but there's also a lot of possibilities with it. Yes, you can activate it, which leads to a lot of potential. Yes, you can run it as in demand, or you can use it as a trap. I've done it. It's so much fun. You take the ke- You take the kegs after you've set it up, you know, you get the kegs onto your boat, you sail away, you have your buddies start the fort. Someone's going to come sailing. Someone's going to come sailing. You take a rowboat, take those kegs, you go meet them. Have some fun. All kinds of stories you can have from that, like Norwegian was saying. From Tucker's just staying there, Tucker's fighting it. It's it's a distraction when you, when someone's trying to do a fort of the... It's like, oh, look, we're at a FOF, someone's doing a fort of the dam. People are going to go mess with that for sure. So it's just more attention away from you. There's a lot of potential with it. And it's overall, I've had a lot more fun doing it than doing any of the other world events. I can do Ashen Winds. I can do Skeleton Forts. Fort of Fortunes are crazy right now. I've had plenty of like amazing fights. I've had plenty of crushing losses, but it's what it is. That's fantastic. I, I love the uh, I love the the perspective that you guys have on it compared to what I see because usually when I see a fort of the damned um, it usually means to me that someone's going to be busy working on it so I'll get to go work on stuff outside of it and I won't get bothered as much because people are going to be bugging with that so I actually don't I don't think of it too much as as like something that's fun to go do I usually think of it as something like oh I'll get to go work on you know vaults and not have to or I can go work on treasuries and not have to work worry about someone coming on me because there's a, a fort of the dam or going so people are going to be busy with that fighting over those well with that um did anybody have anything else they wanted to uh bring up this is the the last episode of the month it's the uh, patron episode for uh april um any topics that you guys were thinking about bringing up before we kind of close things out um i will say uh that i did do the ghost fleet and they changed it recently with the most recent patch notes and it is a lot easier like maybe way too easy just a little bit um because it took one decent broadside from our galleon last night and we murdered the burning blade like and it wasn't even close to a challenge (laughs) so maybe a little too easy i think maybe that i that if i could change that that little change in the last patch notes i probably would change it back but that's just me speaking i'm kind of curious um i saw an interesting question post to uh the sot podcast which i i usually keep an eye on um, for personal reasons, but also because I know that's where a lot of folks tend to go when they want to get their their questions out on the podcast. And I saw this post come out and it made me really wonder why we don't have a difficulty system built into Sea of Thieves. How do you all feel about the idea of being able to um, queue up for world events, say at like a Fort of the Dam style thing, but for regular forts uh, to where you can go in for a harder version, kind of like how you can go in for a version of um, the the hourglass fight. If you're a smaller sized ship, you can queue up once you hit a certain level 
uh or, or like the number of wins that you have you can queue up for a larger sized ship and add that challenge to it um how do you all feel about that but for world events i don't even know how you'd be even how you'd even go about implementing it like where would you start with that uh well okay i would i would say the roar would be a good way to approach it um it could be a modifying item that you use uh you know if if you've got like captain douglas's skull or you know you buy a voyage not unlike the uh, fort of the damn skull um and go to any fort and be able to uh, activate a harder fort that is somewhere between a skull fort and a fort of fortune we'll, that we'll would use, be interesting we'll that's use that a curious as, idea actually yeah we'll, using the ritual skull and the skull of destiny in the same way as a fort of the dam but on regular forts okay and that way it's it's um because they have like they'll have you know you'll have like an easy version or a, a version that is accessible to those that don't have the time to be able to put in for a harder challenge um unless that's what they're shooting for they want that that challenge and they're willing to bring on that uh people so kind of like an on-demand fort of fortune but nothing that's um scaled for them it's scaled for like a higher higher sized crew uh but they want the challenge and it's on demand i'd be interested in exploring that more uh, more in depth yeah it sounds interesting the skull of destiny itself being the exact same as a ritual skull with added benefits it, it already should be the uh the scaled item you know put that in the event should be harder anybody have any other uh anything that they have like as an idea because i was thinking um say you have uh well, well i guess i'll just stick with the skull of destiny something like that and you drop it into the water or uh, like over by a fleet area. Like, you know, there's a, an area that you can go to and you just have to be within this little murky pool of water and you drop the skull, the skull goes into the water, it sounds a horn and then a ship fleet that is a more challenging ship fleet with better loot uh, spawns and you have to worry about taking on that fleet. Thoughts, ideas, anyone? Good, bad, dumb? I I, no, I like that idea. Then you just have to worry about like a drop zone. But I, I do like the idea of like spending spending the, the Skull of Destiny like you would spend it at a fort. It's just I like the idea of that where it would upgrade the world events. There would just have to be some way to make that work. Yeah, I, I, I leave it up to the team at Rare to work out the uh, the logistics and engineering aspect of it. But I like the premise, kind of like the idea of, uh, you know, if you had say you just had a uh, foul bounty skull. Um, you could go to the, you could go to an order of souls person, or you could take, uh, that foul bounty skull and bury it with, you know, X item. And with that X item, say like a, I don't know, something else that you find, uh, you bury it. And then that gives you a treasure map that then transforms into a stronger type of treasure. So you can kind of like try and tear up your, your loot. And so say you, you get like a skull of destiny, you, you know, you bury it and a skeleton captain spawns and you can choose to, you know, unbury it and get your item back or you can kill a skeleton captain, which will then drop a bottle quest that gives you a better voyage, something to kind of give you a way to, to progress something beyond what it normally would be if you were to just have that regular item. Any, anyone like that idea? Am I just stretching at this point? So I think, good. Oh, go ahead. I think that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Um, to like on demand, uh, make world events more difficult. Yeah, I think uh, I think I like it. Awesome. Anyone have any other thoughts that they wanted to bring up or anything they wanted to touch on as we as we kind of like starting to close up now? I don't think I do. I know I've been having a lot of fun listening to all this, so it's been great. Yeah, really good ideas this week. You guys came up with some really good thoughts uh, 
on on different ideas of, of things that we could be doing better to engage with content, things that would be really fun. Uh, I really had a good time today. So I, th- I wanted to thank you guys all for coming out. But I guess if we're going to close it up, um, let's go ahead and go down the list, uh, see if anyone has anything they want to promote or uh, shout out. Um, starting off with Captain Dasm. Dasm, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. Glad you made it today. Anything you want to share or say what's going on in your world? Uh, the only thing I've been doing is just po- posting a lot of uh, paintings that I've been doing on Twitter and Instagram, but that's about it. Yeah, I saw you posted the uh, the um, uh, the Fort of Fortune this uh, today, or no? Yeah, it was a Fort the of Fortune. The Ghost Captain Sales, I do believe, yeah. Um, I, I posted that recently. I'm working on uh, a friend's sale at the moment. He, he did artwork for me, so I'm paying him back with a custom set. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I could have swore I saw you posted a, uh, a clip today, though. Yeah, I, I, I post clips all the time, though. I didn't count that. Um, okay. Oh, God, no, I was fighting a Fort of Fortune. Oh, this is fun, too. Uh, I was fighting that Fort of Fortune, and I didn't even get the Ashen Lord to his first knee, just sword lording him down, and he just dies. That's so weird. And now, it was. And, and you were there from the get-go? Yes. We we got there. We started it. We we took everything else down. We started fighting him. And yeah, I one-punch manned him somehow. It's so strange. I was watching that, trying to understand what the heck was going on, because I haven't run into that, but it definitely yeah. looks like it was like... It's happened to me twice. That's so strange. I have another clip of a different one. I wonder if there's a glitch going on with it, like maybe something with the sword lunge is, is like triggering more damage than it ought to. Like I, it's... I, I think that I think that it might just be since it does a little bit extra damage when he's at that like knee phase, he's kind of regaining health maybe, and you just I don't know, but uh, he didn't even get to his knee phase. Yeah, so I don't weird. know. But yeah, no, I love the uh, I love the art that you've been putting out too. I kind of want one of those um, the hippocampus one that glows. Oh, oh, okay. No, that's not a problem. I can get another one of those. Work. I'm actually working on better stencils. What I've been doing is painter's tape and the Exacto knife. It's not the best on the canvas. Wow, that is time consuming. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, awesome. Um, and uh, just to kind of give folks an idea, if you wanted to go check these out, head over to C A P or no, sorry, C P T D A Z Z E N, uh, and I'll have a link to your Twitter on the show notes in case uh, folks want to go see the different ones that you've been doing. Um, of course, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we've also got God Hammer who is joining us. God, uh, anyone, anything that you want to shout out or anything that you've been doing lately? Um, nothing to promote. Um, I am going to shout out the Sea of Thieves support team who, uh, mm. to lo- to took a look at the uh, video I sent of the three people oh, who, yeah. decided to, who, who decided to uh, spawn camp my friend's uh, sloop, uh, toxically. And... Uh, who uh, sent me a message earlier this week that said uh, one or more of them have been banned permanently. Uh, Rightfully so, because uh, my sloop partner and I, we can take it, but if it had been a new player, that would have instantly turned them off this game. So to the people working the Sea of Thieves support support desk, uh, kudos to you. You're all doing fine jobs. Oh, that's that's so good to hear. I, I remember you posted in the, the tavern talk about that. And I was like, oh, victory. Sweet, sweet justice. Alrighty. Um, who's up next? Norwegian. Norwegian, anyone that you want to shout out or anything going on in your world you want to share? Uh, the Sherpa program, always. It's a great group of people. Everybody in this community that you've created is absolutely wonderful. But don't be afraid if you have something that you need to work on hit up the Sherpas. All of us are more than happy to help you. Yeah, definitely. Sherpas are doing a good job. I think I just saw um, 
someone was like so close to pirate legend uh just the newsletters is almost pirate legend i don't know if anyone got a chance to sail with them yet to uh, help him get that last little bit there we we got him to 49 i believe on merchant he, i think he has gold horrors done and then he's at 48 for order of souls buy those last levels get him get him that 49 in the gold hoarder and and or uh, not gold order um order and then just get those last two levels man just buy yeah. them. I always forget about that. I know I do. <laughs> I haven't thought about it in a long time. Um, but yeah, if uh, if you get them to uh, to forty nine, totally just have them go buy those last two levels and get that pirate legend. Um, so thank you for for doing that. I appreciate that. Um, Regis, Regis Stella, anything going on with you? Yeah, uh, just another one of those. Uh, Regis Stella, the pirate brony who sponsors sponsors a CFE's fanfic, <laughs> and this time we have uh, yet another CFE's My Little Pony fanfic called Coves of Coverage, Coves of Courage. Mar- sorry, Her- by Amethyst Dawn. Carnage Coves or, of uh, Courage. Oh, Courage. Co- courage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. On the rolling waves where sails unfurled, two ponies must plunder a strange new world. Interesting. Kind of a fish out of story kind of thing. Oh. Right. Which, yes, it's, yeah. And I think they were inspired by me, but I don't know. Nice. There you go. Inspiring yeah. other people to make art? Hell yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I never, I never know. They haven't, they haven't directly said about me, but I like... First, first chapter was like, "Oh, this sounds familiar," and he, and the guy was like, "You, you should know." <laughs> <laughs> that's Pretty, awesome. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yep. I love it. I love that you're doing it. I love that you're committed to it. It's fantastic. You've been doing it for years at this point. And then, last but not least, since uh, Static Mirror had to dip out, uh, Rust Belt, Rusty. How you been doing, man? Is it, is it, I know you've been, the weather's been bad, but you got anything going on? I know you're still out there riding when you can. Yeah, um, <clears throat> not much going on. Uh, I was streaming a lot there. I kind of slowed down because a lot of stuff going on in, in life and whatnot. Um, what are your yeah, call, really call of Duty buddies saying about that? No, honestly, I, I haven't even played video games a lot lately. Uh, spending a lot of time with my wife. Um, we're in the midst of uh, possibly trying to have a kid and stuff. So we've been busy with going to the doctors and doing all kinds of other stuff and working a lot. So, but I am going to get back on streaming a lot more because I do enjoy it <clears throat> and it is fun. So for a few, the few of you that actually watched it, I apologize. I know two people reached out and was like, hey, where have you been? Well, uh, life. So, but other than that, uh-huh. things are good. Um, haven't been riding um either one of the bikes much this year um for for various reasons but uh did just order a bunch of new stuff for the bike so i will be uh putting that on in the confines of my garage when my wife's not paying attention uh because she doesn't know any of it was ordered yet so um yeah other than that we're good to go everything's good everything's fine we're just living the life of a house with three dogs and and a new yorker wife that wants to complain about everything but i love her to that so it is what it is it is mostly your fault though let's be yeah, most uh, let's be honest most of the time for any of you that have ever been in the discord chat when she comes in and yells at me most of the time it's for a good reason <laughs> so uh I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on that one. <laughs> and Jen's great. I love her. She she's she takes care of you the way that um that you need to be taken care of, which I appreciate. Oh yeah, without her, I I definitely probably I probably wouldn't be here. So love her to death. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know the Ohio weather's been kind of crazy, and I'll be I'll actually be over there um at the end of June. So 
We'll definitely... Yes, yes. Everybody that's coming to uh, the old uh, Fest of Legends, I, I'm I'm be glad to get to actually see some of you people in uh, person. I know. I'm so, so looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait. I don't know if Hefe and uh, Tennessee are looking forward to uh, staying in the same building as me and sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, we'll we'll get through. I think we'll be fine. You know what? I'm sure they're smart guys. They'll be protected. They'll have some sort of you know they'll they'll have some sort of you know like weapon nearby um in case you start pushing yourself on them so don't worry about it all yeah, right looking forward to seeing everybody yeah me too it'll be good it'll be good to actually get to meet you and everyone else um i think that's it fam we made a podcast today thank you all so much for joining me it was such a good time um i am probably going to be putting this out for patrons uh on sunday uh, and then I think it'll go live for everyone else on Monday if everything works out. And I have uh, I have some news that if, if you guys, if for those of you that engaged with the, the survey that I did, I really appreciate it. But um, the ads are being, being removed uh, for, for, uh, everyone. I'm, I'm taking the ads out of the podcast. Uh, I'm also, um, pulling out from the, uh, rate robots radio network. Um, so, uh, I won't have any more stingers at the end of each episode, uh, for the other shows. I do love those other shows. I think they've done a great job with their stuff. Um, but I just, I'm getting back to basics. So if you, um, are listening to this and you didn't hear about it, uh, so patrons, that one ad tier, the ad free tier will, will, uh, be there. I'm going to be changing the verbiage to just supporting, supporting, um, since the value add obviously is being taken out, but I just, it's going to be easier for me to remove or to not have to worry about ads and, uh, links that don't work and and stuff like that. So, um, good news for those of you that are still listening to the podcast, even if you're supporting and you, uh, didn't want to have to go through Patreon to get the news feed. And I think that's it. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. Thank you to everyone who came by for the recording of the episode. I did want to shout out that there are two new reviews. One of them is over from the Great Britain uh, iTunes. And so thank you to Wave Runner, who gave us a five-star review saying, Amazing, I'm relatively new to the seas. And since listening to this podcast, it has taught me now how tight-knit this community is. Very enjoyable. Keep up the fantastic work. Thank you, Wave Runner. I hope you're having a good time out on the seas remember to have fun and don't worry too much if you happen to lose loot also we got over on the uh, united states itunes podcast uh, a five-star review from director doge five if i'm saying that correct hopefully uh the best this is the only podcast i listen to Thank you so much. Remember, if you guys enjoy this, it really does help with the analytics for uh, reviews. They're not necessary. They're not something that's required. But for the sake of discoverability, it always does help. And I did see that we actually uh, were number or we went up to uh, some of the rankings actually in Norway as well as Turkey. Um, and, and just nice to see that folks are enjoying the content across the world, uh, especially in places that I didn't really anticipate. So like the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. 
Um, so anyway, Pirates, thank you all so much for your support. If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always email the show at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord and talk with some of the other Pirates going on there. Get involved with the Sherpa program if you'd like to get some help hitting Pirate Legend, or if you're just looking to learn how to play Sea of Thieves in different ways. Plenty of good folks out there looking to help. And Pirates, with that, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. try to keep anything um uh at a at a like a in and above out and that way just saves me from having to put in uh meows in the podcast so appreciate it uh in advance i love those meows the meows are fun um but it's usually when it's like a one-off slip and it's usually ross bell's fault so uh the 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 fewer meows i have to to edit in um the more i appreciate uh thanks rust i appreciate it man